Welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeck. And with me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Here. He is here, and we are ready to go, Mike. Lots of big news coming. I promised last week, Mike, that we were going to obviously review NXT Vengeance Day. Uh, we'll give our thoughts on that show, as well as do a bit of a Lions roster breakdown on you know some of the potential cuts, who stays, who goes, who maybe gets re-signed. Um, so we're going to do a deep dive on the Lions roster today ahead of free agency, which is for another couple weeks here. I think March 17th, I think, is when free agency starts. So a little bit of time there. Um, also, guys, just want to give you guys a bit of a heads up. Um, you know, our Lions and NFL draft coverage is coming right around the corner. So be on the lookout for that as well. Super excited about that. You will not find better NFL draft coverage when it comes to your Detroit Lions than right here at the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. So thank you so much for... Uh, for supporting us, for supporting the show, and we hope to continue to bring that great draft coverage to you like we know how to. But all right, Mike, let's just jump right in here, though, um, and talk NXT Vengeance Day for, you know, because they like combine, you know, stuff. Yeah. St. Valentine's Day Massacre slash Vengeance slash NXT TakeOver. It's a hodgepodge of yeah. wholesome but family fun. The real question was, was it really Vengeance Day? <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't know. On St. Valentine's Day, yeah. they had vengeance. Yeah, exactly. I, it's all it's all confusing. But let's go through here match by match card, and then let's give this show an overall grade. Um, you know, we're getting hot and heavy here with the pay-per-views coming in here. We've got, you know, Elimination Chamber is tonight as of this recording, or yesterday when you guys will hear this. Um, Fast Lane's in a couple weeks. We've got WrestleMania. We've got AEW Revolution coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of wrestling pay-per-views coming your guys' way, so be on the lookout for those. But all right, let's just jump right in here. Uh, what even opened the show? Because I don't even remember. Okay. Uh, so they had the, the Women's Dusty Road Tag Team Classic. Yep. So you had uh, Dakota Kai and Requel. Gonzalez defeating Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart in 17 minutes and 40 seconds. This was given a four stars out of five. And I thought this was a very good opener. Yes. I think I think this match was a... I wasn't expecting to be mm-hmm. good, which mm-hmm. turned into a very good match. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, unlike some of these other matches where I was like, I was expecting a lot more and right. it didn't hit. Right. This one, I was like, all right, this is gonna be okay, and it yep. hit into like, oh, yeah, this is like, really, really good. good. Yeah. Like, right. Raquel good. Gonzalez is a star in the making. I'm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily know if she is the next person to take the NXT Championship or not. I know that they just signed Ty Valkyrie, John Morrison's wife, um, mm-hmm. to a deal, and she's gonna be starting an NXT soon, which is super exciting. She's fantastic. Um, but it's one of those things for me where, you know, I think that she's the next big thing for them in the women's division, you know, um, and it's extremely exciting. Dakota Kai, I think she's just kind of, I think they, they, it kind of was, it's like the Diesel, Shawn Michaels thing at the beginning because it's like, okay, we're bringing Diesel in, but Shawn's the star. So we're bringing Raquel Gonzalez to give Dakota Kai, heal Dakota Kai a heater. And yet now Raquel Gonzalez is definitely taking over as the primary where Diesel beat Sean to the punch and got the world title before Shawn Michaels did. It's kind of one of those situations where she's kind of overshining Dakota Kai a little bit, which is a little bit shocking, but um, I definitely anticipate her to be next challenging for the women's championship extremely soon. Oh yeah. 100%. So uh, yeah, it was a pretty good match though. I, I, there's no complaints there. Shotzi Blackheart and uh, Ember Moon are fine as well. So yeah. I like Shotzi a lot more than Ember personally, but that's just me. I do too. Um, so our next <clears> match <throat> was the North American title match. Johnny Gargano beat Kushida to retain in 24 minutes and 51 seconds. This was long. Yeah, given four and three quarter stars out of five. Um, I must have missed the mark because I didn't think this was that great of a match. <laughs> I know. But 
I must, I, I must have missed. I feel like this. I think we need to sit down and rewatch this show because I think me and you were like we watched it and we were like that was good. that was fine yeah. like that was good but like I, I've seen better takeovers oh, in yeah. my day and I think that they've gotten lesser ratings too so yeah. it's like I don't know what about this like it was good I'm glad they're giving Gargano a bit of a run with a championship which mm-hmm. is nice um, I don't get the way thing but that's no. cool but. Um, no, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was blow. Like, if you're giving it four and three quarter stars out of five, I better be like on the edge of my seat. Like, oh my gosh, that took me on like an emotional ride. I did never at one point ever went on an emotional. I didn't. I never thought Kushida had a chance to win the match. Yeah. Like even with all the false finish and the you know and the tease with the with the wrist lock finish and all that stuff, it's like I I never really had the impression that Kushida was going to win this match. Yeah. So that was that once again that going into it, I go. It doesn't really matter how good this is going to be a little bit. It takes me out of the fact that I feel like one guy doesn't really belong in this. Not, not saying belong, but has no chance of winning. Yeah, I agree. I had the same feelings with the Reigns-Kevin Owens entire right. feud. exactly. Where I was like, these yeah. matches could be six-star amazing yep. matches, but I go, it's, it's always going to ding because I know Roman, Roman Reigns is going to end up winning somehow. Exactly, exactly. And it's the same thing with this. And they even like, got me, like, in, the, in for that particular feud, right, that ladder match, or that TLC match, I was like, oh, man, maybe they're actually going to do it. And then it's like, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, they got me a little bit. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Uh, so our third match out of five, so mm-hmm. we had MSK defeating the Grizzled Young Veterans mm-hmm. in 18 minutes um, to win the Dusted Rhodes Men's Tag Team Classic, yeah. and that got four and a half stars. I really like this match. Um, I'm really, I was really disappointed that the Grizzled Young Veterans didn't get the win here. Um, I, if you have not watched them, I know they're not, they haven't been on NXT TV, NXT TV very long, but they were obviously NXT UK Tag Champions. There's a ton of stuff on them. Uh, on the WWE Network from Progress Wrestling and stuff like that. These guys are amazing. I love Zach Gibson. I love James Ray. I think they're a fantastic tag team. I have not seen them have a bad match when it comes to like a big-time match. Um, them versus uh, uh, Trent Seven and uh, Tyler Bate for the NXT UK Tag Titles a couple years ago was phenomenal like all the way through. So I was a little disappointed they didn't get the win here. I like MSK a lot. I think they're... Clearly going to get the NXT tag titles in short order here, um, so I'm totally cool with them winning. But at the same time, I just I just kind of prefer Grizzly. But this was a great match, though. Yeah. Uh, once again, give Triple H a lot of credit. They continuously rejuvenate that tag team division. Where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we're right back on it again. Yeah, no, I thought this is probably this is my favorite match on the I card. Agree. I was same, like thoroughly invested in same every moment of this match. Yep. So. I think it was for me too. It was a little it, because it was a pick 'em a mm-hmm. little bit. Like even with the women's. Um, Dusty Rhodes finish. I kind of felt like this is all set up just for more momentum for Raquel Gonzalez to get another kind of accolade under mm-hmm. her belt. Um, this one was like, okay, Grizzly Young Veterans, they beat the super team of Champa and Thatcher, who come off beating the era. MSK, the new hot tag team, they haven't lost yet. You're like, and, and Grizzly Young Veterans made it to the finals last year. So you're like, okay, this is the year they get it, they're going to get it. MSK loses to a really, really, really good tag team, so it doesn't hurt them in a loss. Mm-hmm. So really going in, you're going, I don't know who's going to win this match, which I think right there adds like a star, I guess. Just based off of that fact alone, yeah. is I like not feeling like I already know 
going to happen. Yeah, and I feel like <clears> if you <throat> want to try to pencil in a winner for next year's Dusty Road Classic, I think it will be Grizzled Young Veterans. Because yeah. I think you have the two try. It's like how New Japan does the G1, where yeah, it's right. like, it's like you, you get, get to the there, final, you, you have like one, two, even three tries at it. You always yeah. lose, in the, and then you finally win it. Yeah. Kota Bush is like, I've won it twice, and it finally, it took me two times to win the damn thing to get the title. So. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's, it's going to be one of those where it takes them two or three times to get to the finals, get there, but they'll eventually overtake. Can we, just a sidebar here, can you imagine getting that booking? Like, okay, you win the G1, and then they give you like, hey, by the way, two nights, you're going to face Okada night one, and then, okay, so by the way, congratulations on winning the G1, but, so you're going to lose week night one, so you're not even going to be in the double title match, and then also, by the way, you're also going to lose night two, but yeah. I promise next year will be way better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really had to do it dirty like that. It was so funny, funny to me. I was like, all right, damn. Uh, so our co-main like, event for the show, we had the <laughs> NXT Women's Triple Threat Match. Eero uh, Shrine defeated Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm in 12 minutes. Got three and three-quarters stars. So this match went short I, yes. from what I read. Um, I thought this match was a little bit disjointed. I thought Tony Storm... For whatever reason, this to me was her worst performance yeah. in a long time. I really felt like she was just, A, you could see her talking a lot, like mm -hmm. calling spots and stuff. I don't know if that was because she didn't have confidence in Mercedes Martinez, who is like a 20-year veteran. If you've watched Shimmer at all, that's an all-women's uh, promotion. She's dominated there for years. Um, but I just felt like this match was super disjointed. I don't mm -hmm. know why it didn't, like, and there was a couple false finishes where I thought, oh, maybe, you know, like, Mercedes hit her finish. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Tony Storm, she hit Storm Zero. That was cool. The finish felt flat to me. Like, you could tell they were cutting away so you couldn't see EO on top of the top rope. Stuff like that. I just, this match missed on a lot of marks for me. Mm -hmm. I was really, I was really looking forward to this match. Like you mentioned earlier, this is a match where you go and you go thinking, this is going to be really, really good. Yeah. I, for me, it just fell flat. This was, Io Shirai's had many other title defenses that have been way better than this. Oh one. yeah, this is this is definitely one of the worst. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any of the Candice LeRae stuff with her was way better than, oh, yeah, than this stuff. So, uh, bit yeah. of a disappointment. Yeah, this is the. I think this is the one like pure disappointment one. Yes, and, but it also helped that the other women's one was such a upriser right. that right. like it kind of balances mm -hmm. out. But for sure, for sure. And then the main event, we had the NXT tag or NXT title match. Yep. So we had Finn Balor defeating Pete Dunne in 25 minutes, 11 seconds, given yeah. four and a half stars. So this was good. Um, they had me once with the second bitter end Pete Dunne hit, and I went, okay, maybe they're actually going to go with this. But always in the back of my mind, we keep going back to where it's like, but where are they going to go mm -hmm. with this? Like, Pete Dunne is a heel cool he's still with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch I guess I don't understand their affiliation especially now that McAfee's off TV mm -hmm. um so I, once again I just never felt like Finn outside of that one more I was like oh maybe and then they didn't I'm like okay and then they went into the finish never felt like Pete was in it mm -hmm. I guess um you know, I think the big thing coming out of this match actually was just the angle following yes um with with Cole turning first hitting a super kick on Finn and then, then obviously hitting another super kick on on Kyle to finish off the show, and Roddy being all confused and blah blah blah. Um, we talked about it, you know, off air where we're like, I can't believe the eras. There's no undisputed at all on this on, a, on this NXT takeover. But you know, mm -hmm. Triple H was like, I got you, bro. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, so I, I love the fact that that Cole turns heel. We're gonna see this whole new thing play out. Um, I'm really excited for it. First of all, give me your thoughts on the match, and then we'll kind of go into the. Yeah, I mean, I thought the match was good. I think this was not nearly as good as the Kyle O'Reilly one, mm -hmm. or really any of the recent ones. But I mm -hmm. think it was still a solid 
know, it's always NXT title matches are always on on are, are always good. Like yeah. I, I think the bar is always like, all right, this is at least going to be like a three star match yeah. usually. Yeah, three three and a half yeah. star matches, right. just depending on who's in it and what the story is. Yeah. If you're going to be able to go over the edge on it, exactly. Um, but I thought I enjoyed it, but I think it went a little long. Yeah. For what they uh-huh. for what they were given to do and mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. and I was a little gassed out actually because like it was two hours in already, so I was like, yeah. man. And then this one was a little. They're yeah. not like the high powered, high speed guys. They're mm-hmm. kind of more no. Technical it was technical, guys. hard, or, British, strong style type yeah, wrestling. So, um, I thought it was good, but one of the I guess worst ones recently, but yeah. still good. Yeah, I you know like Pete Dunn's great. I like Pete Dunn a lot, right? It's just one of those things where I just didn't feel like I said I never felt like Finn was really mm-hmm. in trouble for a good chunk of that time, and yeah. you know. I, I was more on the edge of my seat for Goldberg, Drew McIntyre, just because you're concerned that Goldberg was going yes. to win. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes that just happens where the in-ring work is unparalleled for sure, but, like, it's just the the story and, like, the, oh, boy, I can't believe they're actually going to go down yeah. this road, you know? Yeah. And, Unbelievable. Um, but give me your thoughts on, on the era basically splitting up at this point, right? Cole attacking both Finn and Kyle on NXT television as well, holding up the NXT championship, do you think we're going to get a Mania match out of this in some way, shape, or form? I could make the argument you could get two. If they're going to want to try to throw Cross in there, you could do Cross and Finn and then Kyle and Adam Cole. They're both worthy of that. But, oh, they do a fatal four-way. Maybe it's a triple threat. Maybe Cross kind of stays out of that until after WrestleMania is done. Um, just give me, like, do you think that we're going to see an NXT title match on WrestleMania this year? Uh, I do. I've always thought there should be one. Yeah. I always thought that NXT should do a takeover before. Right. They should just, if they're going to, now they're not going to keep doing two nights after this year, yeah. supposedly. Mm-hmm. So if they go back to one, then do a takeover the night before, and that's right. fine. But if they're going to keep doing the two nights thing, mm-hmm. well, they should split up and have like four NXT mm-hmm. matches on both of these shows. Right. So. Um, I do think there will be an NXT title match now. Who it's between? Uh, I would I would like personally more of a triple threat between Cole, Finn, and Kyle because right. I think there's so many interesting like oh like, it's, it's just interweave yeah, with, like with Finn, no end. Finn's working with Kyle. Kyle's mad at Adam. Finn's yeah. mad at Adam. But like the like Kyle and Adam still have that like. Well, we yeah. were like undisputed era for right. a really long time. Like yeah. they have that, so like there's so much that can go into mm-hmm. that match, mm-hmm. and then just feed and whoever. Cole being a fresh new heel. Yeah. Again, is is really nice. And as then well. you could feed whoever wins that to cross in like four months. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I I don't know if they have enough time to fit cross into this triangle yeah. of stuff, right? Like. It, it, honestly, you could have gotten to a point where if Kyle would have won the title from Finn and then you just had Adam versus Kyle, I feel like that's an easy, like, okay, done. Yeah. Um, with the triple threat style now, it's interesting to see where they're going to go. I almost feel like they're kind of setting it up to where this could be maybe Kyle's moment a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Where he wins a big triple threat where you're like, oh, dang, like Kyle O'Reilly is yeah. NXT champion. Like, that's pretty crazy. Um I would immediately think that in in your situation, in the situation you just proposed, I think if you're going to feed somebody to cross, that's the way they're going to go. Yeah. As Kyle wins this triple threat match, hooray, awesome, we made a guy, and then the next takeover, cross destroys him, and they're like, okay, and we're rolling. Um, with that being said, though, with the era kind of disbanding a little bit here, do we think that we're going to see a call-up of specifically Adam Cole, in my opinion? Because he's the, he's the main singles guy. He's the only one with like legit good promo skills. I know he's like 5'10", which is he's going to die. I get it. But like, do we think that maybe after this kind of is done yeah. that we could see him move to the main roster? I know, I've heard so many conflicting reports. It's like he's never going to get called up because... He's, he's just not big enough. 
you know, and he's an NXT yeah. dude. There's other reports where it's like, but it's like he's everyone thinks he's ready to go. Like yeah. he's been ready for a while. I mean, I'm personally in the camp of let's. You might as well put him up there and see what the hell happens because yeah. you need star power on Raw to no end. So uh, I don't think you'll uh, get called up after this because I mm-hmm. think that turning him heel gives as, him more gives, run. Like yeah. you have so much stuff that you can do. You can yep. put the North American title on a baby face and yep. have him roll with that. You yep. can have him in the world title picture for as long as possible. He's got mm-hmm. so much stuff. He's such at a point where like. He can even like lose a lot and yeah. still be fine right. because he's Adam Cole right now. Right. So like I think he's so he's so well protected in NXT right now. Mm-hmm. I think that he'll stay in NXT and thrive and right and just win and be one of those dominant NXT guys. guys yeah, for sure, guys. for sure. Yeah, he's you know it's it's him, it's Champa, it's Gar- there's just certain guys where you're like they can take a loss. You're like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, like if Champa loses to anybody, I just go. Okay, but like next one, you're just gonna beat the crap out of it. Yeah, exactly. Win. Yeah, it's 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 one, it's one of those weird circumstances. Just a thought, you know. I'm interested to see what this final WrestleMania card. But we're not we may not be able to get a preview WrestleMania because they're not they're not gonna even know what the show is. No, they're gonna have like four matches. Before. Yeah, they're gonna have four matches. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Hopefully, we get some clarity on that after the Elimination Chamber. Hopefully, maybe. Hope? I, I say that, but I already know the answer to yeah. that question. All right, let's shift focus now um, to the Pistons. You know, last week we talked about Derrick Rose getting traded to the Knicks for Dennis Mitchell your second round pick um you know the crowd went mild for that but uh now we're getting reports that blake griffin is basically his time as a pistons basically over right they, they kind of come to the agreement like hey listen you just sit down we're gonna either try to find a trade partner or try to figure out a buyout the buyout situation to me scares me because like he's got a lot of money left on his deal i don't want to be paying blake griffin for the next five years to not be on the team like like that's a, I would rather take like, hey, we'll give you a second round for Lake Griffin. I'd be like, cool, done. Just just to get him off your books and to get something back for him, rather than playing the long game of having to buy him out because that to me goes, ugh. Like we went through that with Josh Smith, and this is a worse contract than Josh Smith is. Mm-hmm. So like that's that would be a disaster. Give me your thoughts on the on the Blake Griffin era in Detroit for the little time that it was. <laughs> um, you know, give me your thoughts. I mean. I, I mean, I think it's a fine time, I guess. Yeah. I um, mean, it's it's time. It is time. Yeah. Oh, no, sure. it's 100% time. Yeah. Uh, they need to get off of it as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, it's It's been a good time, I guess. They made one playoff run with him. And I, in fairness, he was pretty dang good here. And he was good yeah. for a while, yeah. but, like, I think he's a reason why this rebuild didn't happen sooner. Oh, yeah. Stan Van Gundy yeah. sold 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, like, him kind of keeping us in the, in the realm Hunt. of, like... Oh, you're an eight seven C. Right. You can like kind of right. trot around this with Andre Drummond. I blame both of them mm-hmm. equally to the point where it's like, oh, we can't rebuild yet because we could still make the run if we want to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think that's kind of like if we would have yeah. got rid of him three years ago, this yeah. rebuild. Well, they should never traded for him, right? That's the thing. They, they, well, that, if, yes. Yeah. But if if this would have happened like three years ago, mm-hmm. right now you, we like we we talk about in like two or three years the Pistons could be good. Mm-hmm. That two or three years could, could be, be now, right now, right. like this season, next season, we could be Absolutely. like, oh, the Pistons are where like the Pacers are, where they're right. like a five seed and actually competitive. Well. Right. But right now we're still going through the rebuild because we have Blake Griffin. Yeah. So for the time that I like that he tried to help us be competitive, at the same time in the back of your head you go, you know, you were going to win anything with this team and with Blake Griffin. So it's almost yeah. like a faulty like yeah we gotta undo what we just did and i blame yeah. stan van quite a bit right he was trying to win now you know it's like okay we're gonna build around reggie jackson andre drummond and we're gonna get a star and blake griffin and 
it kind of worked, I guess, because they got to the playoffs and then got dominated. Blake had a great season, don't get me wrong, right? I mean, I think he was effective here. I think he's never been a better three-point shooter than when he got here. You know, he really transformed his game. He brought a level of star power to Detroit for sure. And I'm not going to blame Blake for, for playing hard or anything like that. Like, But with what the Pistons are trying to do and trying to get to, it, it, you know, it's time. It's mm-hmm. just time. And I think for him, too, I think he's seeing it a little bit on the wall where he's like, listen, I'm going to go win a championship. If that means I'm a bench guy, it means I'm a bench guy. But yeah. you know, um, you know, give me—is there a team or a couple teams that you could see that he goes to that he can maybe become a, you know, the seventh guy or something? Because he's not—he's the thing—he's not playing very well right now either, which sucks. Like if he was killing it, I feel like it'd be a little bit easier of a trade fodder to be like, hey, listen, you know, blah blah blah. Um, can we get I, some of Oklahoma City's first rounders for him? No, no. <laughs> I think a, a good landing spot for him would be like the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. I don't even know if they have capital yeah. to do anything, but they probably don't. Um, I will take but, very little capital. You want to trade me your washing machine as long as you take this contract? Done. Yeah, and I don't think they have the money to do it either, but I think yeah. him coming off the bench there yeah. with the style that like a Tobias Harris has or like a Ben Simmons has, I think he can easily be the bench guy that runs the second unit yeah. just perfectly. And like mm-hmm. if someone if like Tobias having a bad game, it's like, all right, Blake can come in for this one game and have like be kind of efficient. Mm-hmm. So I think the Sixers I've heard, I've heard the Heat are another team that and the Heat could also linked be very to him well. as well, where like he comes off and he you know can help solidify a, a second know. unit. Yeah, I think both those teams would be perfectly great for. Yeah, I hope he goes somewhere where he can win. Quite frankly, right? Like that's the big thing is that yeah. if he goes to somewhere he can contribute, I'd be happy for him. Yeah, like you Denver, know? like yeah. one of these teams that don't have like. Mm-hmm true star power off the bench mm-hmm. and you can just add a little right. spark off the bench right. I think it would work because he can still be efficient he can yes. still be a playmaker it's just you know he he's not the explosive dominant player he was coming you know playing in LA go back to the Clippers yeah exactly that helped me out a lot yeah exactly I don't think they have enough what are they going to pay him they're going to give him a they can't give us sandwich any, well, here's the thing. They, can't, they can't give us any picks they don't have any picks that's true <laughs> We're gonna give you. We're gonna give you our first round pick in 2029. <laughs> yeah, if we're allowed to trade that for now. I know, right? So, do you take picks in decades from now? Because that's the that's plan. the one that yeah. we have left. No, don't give me Reggie Jackson back. I would take the blind kid next door over Reggie Jackson again. Yeah. Good lord, is he terrible? Um, but they decided to re-sign him for some reason. It's fine. Um, yeah, interesting enough. You know, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm interested to see what the plan is for them. Um, once again, we talked about the Pistons last week, so if you missed kind of our recap of, you know, what they've been doing, how they've been playing over the last couple weeks, go back and listen to that. I, I've been, I've been impressed. Another quick update: Shadiq yeah. Bay is awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. We we, we stand Shadiq Bay, and I'm gonna say we because I'm gonna include Rob. I'm on I it. didn't even talk to. Him I'm on it. it. I'm on that train. Uh, Shadiq Bay is awesome. Yeah, um, Isaiah Stewart, I yep. can roll with. Mm-hmm. He's playing. Mm-hmm. If Killian fine. Hayes can be good, you've got some really yeah, good foundation. Yeah, you got some good. Josh teams. Jackson looks pretty good too. His he's looking yeah. like, you know, a little bit of his former self as well. Yeah. Jeremy Grant's an all star. Yeah. Um, Troy Weaver's done a lot in a very short amount of time, and this entire Pistons team looks completely different. Yeah. And I'm about it because yeah. in two or three years, we're going to be talking about this team going. Is it now? Is the time? Yeah. Is it time? And so that's exciting for sure. Shadiq Bay though, he's going to be. I mean, forty five percent from three in college. You don't, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm about his. Yeah. His shot is weird though, dude. Like it scares me. There's no it. arm movement. It's just his hands. He just. It's like a flick of the wrist, and you're just like, and it's directly in the 
bucket. Yeah, it's All like right, swished cool. in. Yeah, I'm like, that's fine. Um, he was a player of the month or something like that. Or player of the, player week. of the week. Yeah, yeah. and like rookie of the something like that. Anyway, um, all right, let's shift now to the NFL world here. Um, yeah, I can't believe it's already the offseason. We're still talking football somehow. Um, Carson Wentz is no longer a Philadelphia Eagle. You guys already knew that, though, because Mike did a breakdown for us a couple weeks ago where he said he was going to go to the Indianapolis Colts. And bada-bing, bada-boom, you know, Mike gives Two a weeks couple, later. Mike calls a couple people and he goes, listen, you guys need to make this trade happen. And Philadelphia went, sounds good, Mike. We're going to get it done for you. And he's going to the Colts. For a third-round pick this year um, and a conditional second-round pick, which can turn into a first-round pick next year if Carson Wentz either plays 75% of the snaps for the Colts or he plays 70% of the snaps and they make the playoffs. So so they're getting that first-round pick. More than likely, yeah. Based off the fact that they're playing in a crap division, they're already a pretty good team as is. That defense is phenomenal. Um, there's a pretty good chance that the Colts make the playoffs next year. So it's probably going to be a first, but... You never know. He gets hurt. They don't make it. They got Jacob Eason playing, and maybe Jacob they go, Eason turns into Patrick. Maybe Mahomes. they go seven and nine, and you're like, man, we're like, hey, honestly, we kind of skirted that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, on the Philadelphia Eagles side, right, they get a couple picks. They take a thirty-plus million dollar cap hit, dead cap hit, biggest in NFL history. It appears Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy. I still have my doubts a little bit on that. You get a new head coach in there who's an offensive-minded guy. There's always the argument of, well, I didn't draft him. He's not my guy. So I don't necessarily know if they're out of the pick the mix at six or not. I don't think they should take a quarterback. I think they should at least give him a chance. If you're going to roll with him, you might as well roll with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but first thing I want to just bring up is how quickly this Philadelphia Eagles team has fallen from the top of the NFL – to a complete and utter dumpster fire in a matter of three years. Yeah. Well, I was, how insane I was is say, that? Let's be fair though that the Eagles team wasn't even a very good team that won the Super Bowl. I know they were just the hottest so team hot. ever. Yeah. Like they were just riding the waves and waves of yeah. momentum that they had. Yeah. Um, Isn't that, it just weird that though? Carson Wentz put them into? Yeah. He was an like, MVP caliber guy, and, and then he gets like, hurt. Nick Foles is like, "I see your MVP, and I raise you, you a Super Bowl." Bowl. <laughs> but. They, this, the team makeup actually wasn't very good. No. It was just like, oh, we just got hot and yeah. got there. Yeah. It's kind of like a lot of teams in the NFC do it. I talk about it all the time. How yep. like every single year it's one-hit wonder teams that make it to the Super It'll Bowl. It'll be the Lions one day, and I promise. Well, it, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I always say that the 2014 Lions was going to be that one-hit wonder year, yeah. and then they... Yeah, they messed it up. Anyway. Yep. But uh, back to the original point. What was the original point? Uh, I went off topic. On the Lions. <laughs> that the the point was that you know like the Eagles coming from a Super Bowl. Yeah, victory, they were from Super Bowl right. being awful. Thinking you have a franchise guy in Carson Wentz, yeah. right? You know, you win a championship with your backup quarterback, you get it done. Doug Peterson clearly did the one thing that Andy Reid couldn't do for you, which is get you a championship in Philadelphia. And now he's gone. Wentz is gone. You got you're taking mass amounts of money. You got a guy up on press conferences saying that you're going to be a smart football team and yet you're going to dumb down the offense. So you're contradicting yourself. People want to give give some hate to Motor City Dan Campbell over here about biting kneecaps off. I'd rather be biting kneecaps off than stumbling and bumbling over my words and talking out of my rear end because that dude did not look prepared at all for that presser. He's like, I I, I like cake. like that. Yes. I feel like he would have been better off with saying that. Oh, yeah, he definitely would have been better off um, saying that. For the Colts, though, right, you're getting Carson Wentz here. Like, where does this put where does this put the Colts now in the rankings of the, of the NFL, right? Or maybe let me just get let me get a little more specific, the AFC because I think the NFL is a little bit harder. But like the you know because the NFC is such a jumbled mess. 
From the AFC perspective, though, I mean, this is clearly the, the, are they the favorite to win their division number one? Because Tennessee's still there, and they got Derrick Henry, he's going to run for a gajillion yards. Um, but where does this put them? Are they are they you know AFC championship or bust kind of this? Because it kind of feels like that. But yeah. you know, Chris Ballard is always the kind of GM though. Like we knew something was going to happen mm-hmm. with the Colts. Like he was so itching to make a deal to get a quarterback that he's like, this is our guy. Let's go. I don't got to worry about it anymore. You know, does he get back to form? And where are the Colts for you? So right now, off my quick analysis I did in my head, yeah. the Colts are the third best team in the AFC. I Damn. believe. I believe the only Kansas two City teams, Baltimore. Yeah, okay. I think those are over Pittsburgh, teams. huh? Yeah, well, Pittsburgh's offense is like yeah. you have no idea what's that going to be. Yeah, I'm interested to see. And, the then, Big and then you can argue teams like uh, the Cleveland. Bills, Cleveland, mm-hmm. but I think the Colts were a really solid team that gave the Bills trouble, and yeah. now you're just upgrading at quarterback. So. Yeah. And with Frank right there, who helped Carson mm-hmm. Wentz in his MVP year, is going to be there, Absolutely. and they're going to get, and they have a whole draft to get some receivers. Yep. Update. Yeah, this year especially, they're not. They didn't give up a ton of draft capital this season too, to yes. so, so really kind of make some moves and exactly. do anything. So, um, with all that being said, I think the Colts are probably the third best team, and I don't know if I would go as far to say AFC Championship or bust, mm-hmm. but that is also a very good point. I yeah. think I think you, you have argue, to. Yeah. I think you could argue. I think. At the very least, it has to be divisional round, mm-hmm. so win a playoff game. Right, like you have to right. show improvement and win a playoff game because mm-hmm. you went from last year you went ten and six, lost to the Bills in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think you need to win your division, win that first home playoff, yeah, win game. that wild card, and then if you lose to Kansas City, right, no in one's, Kansas City, you're like, all right, no one's gonna hate on you, or right. you lose to Baltimore and Baltimore, no mm-hmm. one's gonna be like, all right, that was a right. failure of a season if you lose it to them. Um, but I do think it's AFC divisional round. I okay. Guess for where, where does this now, for from a Carson Wentz perspective, right? Are we expecting a massive bounce back in your opinion? Because we were super high on this Philadelphia Eagle team and Carson Wentz going into last season. Like that's a big miss on our parts. But uh, at the same time, you know, it, you look at it, and you, like there was a perfect storm, right? Everything was a complete and utter disaster in Philadelphia last. That whole division, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, but where does is this? Are we going to see a rejuvenated Carson Wentz? Are we expecting like bounce back where he was a couple years ago, like playing at MVP level, yeah. or is there a little bit more in the middle where we're going to see moments where you're like, damn, and other times where you go, oh yeah, yeah. like it's a bit of a mixed I'll, bag. I'll equate it to uh, two years ago Carson Wentz, okay, when they he had no receivers but he was actually looked good, yeah. and got to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That Carson Wentz. I don't, I don't think he'll ever be MVP Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. but I also don't think he's going to be like 15 touchdown, 15 interception Carson Wentz either. Right. I think you're going to get a fine line of like, mm-hmm. if I give him like a stat line, I'd say like 32 touchdowns, 11 picks. That'd be great. 3,800 yards. That'd be great for him. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 those are good numbers right there. Yeah, I take you, that out of my quarterback yeah, every year. Because you have a really good – you have Jonathan Taylor as your running back, so you're going to have a sustained running game. You have a really good defense. And Marlon so, Mack. And yeah, so you're not going to have, you're not gonna have to, like, push the ball down the field every single time you want to do something. So mm-hmm. I, that's where I would say he's about – Yeah. So I think he's going to have a good – year. Probably a pretty good year, not yeah. like a spectacular, like, oh, my God, look at this guy year. Right. But it's going to be a really solid year. They're going to go – Ten and six, yeah. have a home playoff game, and then yeah, divisional see, round. See where we go from yeah. there. Yeah, that, I think that's probably a fair assessment. I think now more than anything, the pressure's on Ballard and Frank Reich to get this roster. It's okay. You got your quarterback. This was the biggest hole that you yeah. have yet to fill. You have your quarterback. You, you need have to get there. And defensive I think, pieces. You, know, you have a great offensive line. Now you just gotta get. Maybe I would be really interested to see this team with Andrew Luck at quarterback. Oh, this team would be I mean, phenomenal. I know it's it's one of those things. It's always gonna be like that Bo Jackson type mystery where it's like because he retired so quickly, you're just yeah. like, 
Man, just what would have happened? The thing is, you know? yeah, the funny thing about that is, well, my fantasy, I mean, Bo Jackson's my like fantasy three team went down the tank that year. <laughs> Dude, every, every year you're like, I'm going to draft these guys. And I go, well, I'm not taking any of those guys because they're all going to get hurt. Yeah, they're all going to get hurt or retire. <laughs> but I think because he retired right like the yeah. week before the preseason mm-hmm. like ended, yeah. it was like we have no room to like figure out anything because yeah. they're kind of screwed. It's like if Stafford was like, oh, week four of the preseason, yeah, I'm not playing anymore. You're yeah. like... Like what the hell? Oh, like what just happened? Lot, kind yeah. of thing. Like so, I think this is. I think this is a team that's going to resemble not as closely because Andrew mm-hmm. Luck is so much better than Carson Wentz. Yeah. But it's going to be like this is kind of what you would have gotten two would've or three seen. years ago if right. Andrew Luck was there. Yeah. Which is exciting, right? For which sure. is very. I'm very yeah. pumped for because I kind of be... like the Colts. Yeah, me too. Because I, I, I always like when Peyton was there for like 18 yeah. years that he was there or mm-hmm. whatever. I was like, I was always a big fan of Peyton in there. Yeah, so. for Indy for sure. I mean, the, those are some great teams: Edward James, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Dallas Clark. You know, Marcus Pollard. You keep yeah. naming the names, but for sure. Just interesting, though. Um, real quick before we go into this Lions roster deep dive, um, you know, we've had two now big trades for quarterbacks, right? Stafford going to the to the Rams in return for Goff, two firsts and a third. Now you've got Carson going to the to the Colts for a third and a. I'll just say a first because it, it, if he he gets hurt, then it's like okay, whatever. But we're assuming that they get there. Um, you know, out of the four teams, who is uh, I'm gonna be two scenarios. Who is the best right now? Like, who got the most return on investment right now for like, let's just say the next two years? Okay. Okay. And then long term, let's say five years, who got the be- who's gonna like get the most out of out of these two deals? Okay. So out of four teams, right? So some of these, you know, Colts and the Rams get immediate help at quarterback, right? They find their guy for at least a relative short, you know. You know, for the next few years, Lions and Philly are both playing a little bit more of the long game with getting more of the assets to, to play with later on. So who is the team that is immediately like shut up where you go, OK, they got their guy. This is th- their window is now now for the next two years. This is the window. Um, well, I think it's I think not the Lions. Clearly, yeah, it's, not the, <laughs> it's not the Eagles. Pretty yeah, clearly. Also, see, this one's tough. Because I think you can argue both ways. Yeah, that's I, why I asked you. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that the Colts probably got more because I think they had a higher jump mm-hmm. from like where they were to right. where they're at now. Right. Like I would look at like Andrew Luck re- or not Andrew Phil Rivers retires. Yeah, and you don't know what your quarterback situation is. Right. You're probably like. Yeah, you had Jacob Eason and no other. Yeah, you have, no you're probably else. like the ninth ranked team right. in that scenario. And now you get Carson Wentz, you bump up, I just said like third Three. or fourth, right. whatever. So you have like a five, six jump spot. I think for the Rams, I think having golf, I was like, you're in the top five or six of yep. the NFC probably right, right now. Sure. Getting Stafford probably puts you at Three. third, fourth. Yeah. So you get like a one or two place jump. Mm-hmm. So I would say in. And the amount of like, the amount you jumped and how much yeah, better based you off got. your standing in the league. Yeah, I right. would say the Colts got it better, mm-hmm. and also I think that the Rams play in a much better division, not oh, conf- yeah. not conference, right? But division, division right. where I think when the 49ers are completely healthy, yep. Seattle's still there, and yep. Arizona is like a wild card, and mm-hmm. you never know how good they're gonna be. For sure, I think that even if having Stafford is an upgrade at quarterback, the Rams are like we still have all these teams to go up against. The Colts yep. are like so we're gonna beat the Texans twice. Yeah, we're probably gonna beat Jacksonville at twice. least year one. In the at least you're one, maybe and then, split, and right. then you're probably going to split with Tennessee. Yep. So you're at least four and two. And where the Rams, I'm like, we hope that you can three and three. Your division. right, you just got to win home. Yeah, you just got to win maybe home steal games. one. Uh, exactly. One so I think right. I think with saying that, I I would say probably the Colts 
in the next two years yeah. will have more success because of how much easier uh, their mm-hmm. division is. But um, yeah, so I'll go Colts. I honestly, I, you're not wrong either because I kind of I tend to agree with you. And as big a Stafford guy as I am, the biggest concern that I have if you're a Rams fan, it's not Stafford in my opinion. It's the fact that your defense was almost lights out this year. Can you repeat that? That is a big thing. Like, you're losing some pieces. You lost your defensive coordinator. This is not going to be like, oh, we're just going to run it back. This isn't the Seattle where it's like, okay, we have like a four-year window here where everything's just going to stay the same. We're just going to be better than you. The Rams didn't have that. So it's... It's one of those things where it's like they think in their mind and they're building like, oh, Stafford, you know, and it is Super Bowl or bust for the Rams right now. It's 100% Super Bowl or bust for them. But at the same time, you're like, man, even if Stafford has a great year, it's like there's a possibility that they're still only 10 and 6, 11 and 5. And and what I mean by that too is I'm like, so the Rams say they go 11 and 5, even win their division or something. So the first round, you could have the Bucks or something in right, the first exactly. round again. Yeah. Where like if you look at the Colts and you go, if they're the three or four seed, mm-hmm. that six seed could be Miami. Right. Or yeah. it could be Cleveland. Cleveland. Pittsburgh. And you go, yeah. that is a much easier right. path to a win right. than the Rams going, oh, I have to go play the Packers or the Bucks in the first exactly. round. Exactly. And right. even if you don't win your division because the Niners are so good or something, mm-hmm. now you're going on the road right. against the 49ers or the Packers or yep. The Bucks or whatever, like mm-hmm. man, the the, the uh, NFC is just so much. It's so 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 it's so varied. So right? varied yeah. with talent there, mm-hmm. and the, when it comes to the playoffs, even not even the regular season, just right. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so the Colts, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Colts can win their first playoff game. So I think mm-hmm. they're just better set up in two years for sure. Now you said five years. Yeah, five years down the road here, because Lions got more assets, yeah. right? In, in in their trade, right? I still think the Colts are probably going to be the best team in five years. Okay. Um, even, I, even giving up the assets. Even giving up because they didn't okay. give up. They did not give up a lot. Like way. a lot. So like is, yeah, Philadelphia really took one on the chin. Yeah. Here. What what I will say is I think the Rams will be the worst five years because yeah. I think they have no first round picks literally ever, mm-hmm. and Stafford's going to be aging, and he does have injury history, mm-hmm. and you can't re-sign Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and all these guys. Right. Year after year after year, right. so I think the Rams. Well, they get older and speed yeah, dies. I think I think point. I think it will. I think the Rams will start to decline there, and I think the Lions will probably move up to be the second yeah. out of the four. If they hit, because they, they have hits, you have it. like six first round picks in yeah. three years or something. It's mm-hmm. like if you hit on half of those, if you get three really good stud players, mm-hmm. I think you can be a solid team in two yeah. or three years. So. That's the freaking hope. Yeah. Just so like I, I think the Colts will still be great because they have a lot of young guys and Carson Wentz is pretty young too. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's still in. Yeah. He's still in the early he, stages yes. of his. I mean, he's what twenty seven. I think. Yeah. Or something so he's like got that. like a five year window before he's even Stafford's age. So. Yes. Exactly. For sure. So I think Stafford Colts, at the end of his of his run here, he'll be you know in his mid thirties. Okay. Do you keep him? Maybe. But like, okay, now we're creeping up into okay. Once you're getting once you're on the back end of thirty five, that's yeah. when stuff's like. Every every time you sign a new deal, it's like, is, are you going to see the end of this deal? Exactly. Yes or no? What it doesn't matter who. Carson Wentz has this year deal and probably one more deal. Yeah, one more that. year. So the Colts one have one more like, deal in him before he gets to where Stafford's at. Yeah. Right so now. I think the Colts so, have like yeah six years. As long as with it, Carson Wentz, thing for him too, it's like it, it's 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 injury. You know, it's staying yeah. on the field is really the big thing. Um, all right, let's let's break Colts down this. Yeah, let's break down this Lions roster here. The yeah. reason why we're doing this is you know in a couple weeks from now, obviously free, and she's going to open up. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into how much cap space because everything right now is a bit insane, um, just based off of everything they got going on. But we're going to go position by position here, and Mike, I'm just going to ask. We're just going to kind of go through and say, okay, they'll be here. They're not going to be here. Yay or nay? Blah 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 blah. Okay. Um, keep in mind that they are going to have to keep some of these people, even though we want them gone, because 
there's a this roster is a dumpster fire. Okay, are we are we talking in terms of money or just if money's not? I, I will. I, um, you know, for certain guys, I'll give you numbers. Okay. Others, others, maybe not so much. Okay. Um, just for um, that, that makes a difference depending yeah. on. I'm gonna. Hold on, let's see this. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna go back here. Uh, no, that's not how I want to do this. Let's go by position. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do this. We're going to do this a little bit differently here because I had it because this I can tell you the breakdown too for their cap head and okay. all that good stuff for, for some of the guys. Uh, hold on, yeah, that's not going to work either. We'll go back to what we have before the multi-year summary. Okay, let's just go here. All right, let's just start with the quarterback position because that's pretty much the one I don't think is going to change a ton. I don't think no, maybe. Don't think so. Okay, Goff, obviously he's your starter, right? Are we talking just immediate year? Or like yeah, golf? yeah, this year, this year, right oh, now. Yeah, golf like, stays. Yeah, yeah, okay, right, golf yeah, stays. Yeah. Chase Daniel. Days. You think so? Yes. I think there's a I think there's a small possibility that they that they cut him. Even though they're gonna take some I think dead I cat. mean I think I think if they take a quarterback, he's just gonna stay there for mm-hmm. for another year. Does he ever get zero dead cap? Is it like next year? Does he get zero dead cap? Do you let know? me let me check his contract right now. Because if he gets zero dead cap like next year, I would say his dead cap in twenty twenty one is three million dollars. If they cut him, I believe they're gonna save some money. So like if they because like if you can cut him and and like not have a big hit or anything, yeah, then like they'll probably cut him. But mm-hmm. if you can't, they I don't see any reason to. cut There's like him. a three million dollar dead cap. They'd save two point three if they cut him pre June first. Uh, so I think they keep, I think they keep him. okay. So that we so have to keep somebody. So basically, you're assuming then that they don't take quarterback in round one. Then more than yeah, likely in this not. scenario, and then David blah blah blah. Uh, we can cut. Yeah, he's either gonna be that. Or I I think I, the Lions usually just keep two quarterbacks. Yeah, he might so, be a practice squatter. Yeah, he'll be a practice squatter. Carryon Johnson. I this is his last year, so I think he stays. He's, he's staying. I, yeah, think so. I don't think he gets like extended or anything. No, he stays. no, I think he stays. DeAndre Swift, obviously. obviously. Adrian Peterson is a free agent right now. So does he come? Uh, do they bring him back? They do not bring him back. Thank God. Yeah, I think he wants. I think he wants I, to go to Tampa. And I go, why? I'm a, Tampa has no reason for you. I, I have a perfect scenario with Carrion and DeAndre Swift being a one-two combo. Yeah, I so, hope so. I would love that. So anyone else on this list, unless you need like a third guy, mm-hmm. I guess maybe. But most of the people, I'm going to say no to. Yeah, just so you know. Uh, Nick Bauden is a free agent after this season. Ooh, I like Nick Bauden. Yeah. So I'm going to say they, yes. Say they keep the fullback off on the personal because I like him because I okay. think he just hits hard. Okay. Wide receivers. Now, there's a lot of free agents on this list. Good Lord. Geronimo Allison. Now, he remember, he signed a one-year contract. However, because he set out due to COVID, it just kind of kicks over the next year. Veterans minimum, $987,000. They'll keep him because they need wide receiver depth. Yeah. Quintez Cephas is obviously. Victor Bolden and Tom Kennedy. They'll keep Tom Kennedy, but Victor Bolden and Wolnowski. Okay. So, these are all free free agents now. Okay. Okay. Marvin Jones is he stay, is he here no, in twenty twenty one or is gone. he gone? He is yeah. gone. He's, he's on the Rams. Like he's on the Rams. I'm willing to bet a lot of money he's yeah. going to the Rams. Rams are my ace. Uh, Danny Amendola is he brought back? Um, uh, God dang it! Do I think remember so? Stafford's not here? Yeah. So like, do I think so? They bring yes. Him back. Do I want so? him? No. Okay, they think he brings Danny that, back on that's, one year. I'm split on a one year deal. All right, because I think. Yeah, I think they'll bring him back on a one year, just have a slot receiver. Yeah. But I don't personally. Muhammad Sanu, unless they draft Devontae Smith. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. Muhammad Sanu, the fill in for the last like eight weeks of the year. He's a free agent. Yeah, they're all these are all free agents this year. Um, what do you think that he would get? 
if we were just it'd be a, you, it like would a, be like a one, one year, year or something. something so small but I don't think he's back I think he's slow okay. and I, I don't I think they're gonna I think they randomly keep him but yeah. I don't know I think and the reason why I don't think he comes back is because my next one is Kenny Galladay I think he's brought back in some capacity whether it's on a franchise tag franchise or as an extension something I'd be I think cool with a franchise uh, franchise and trade but yeah I don't know. It's one of those things where I just don't know the vision. It's it, if this was next year, I feel like I'd have a better grasp on what Holmes and and Campbell want to do with this roster. But because yeah. we don't know yet, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be interesting to yeah. to see how they how they. I'm okay with Kenny Galladay. I kind of yeah. like him, but he's I would love I would love for him. Separate, I'd love for him to stay. I think, but they just need something more explosive. I don't know if I've asked this or not, but maybe I did. Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay? Allen Robinson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Jamal, but Kenny Galladay is younger, though, so I think he can by like a year, though. Oh, is it? Yeah, that, it's year? a weird. I think oh, it's one of those weird situations. That hundred percent. Yeah, uh, Jamal Agnew. Yes, I love Jamal. Agnew. I think they bring him back because honestly. here's the thing: is we always make fun of him for returning, and then mm-hmm. the one time you need a nice return, he always gives it to you. That's true, for sure. Yeah. All right, tight ends. Whew. All right. I don't think um, I can leave. I don't think Jesse oh, James. Uh, who who else is on the tight end list? All right, well we'll save him for the end. Then. Yeah, save him for the end because okay. if I say yes to other people, then he might. T.J. Hawkinson clearly uh, will stay. Hunter Bryant probably will stay. Yeah, I think so as well. Elise Mack, they just signed him to a futures contract, so he's making six hundred sixty thousand dollars this year. Uh, he's come from the Saints. Dan Campbell's got experience, so though I think he's a practice squad practice guy. Squad Let me guy. check and see how long he's been in the league. Before I do that, yeah, I would say um, probably. Oh, 2019, so he could definitely go to the. He yeah, he's a practice squad yeah, guy. He could definitely be a practice squad okay. guy. Okay, sounds good. Um, give me a second here, so I can go back. The spot track thing takes forever. Uh, and Hunter Thedford, I don't even no. know who this guy is. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna look at Jesse James's numbers here because he's due to make six million dollars, six point four million dollars this year. This was by far the worst Bob Quinn signing ever. Now. Yeah. The reason why I'm asking about this is because technically, based off his contract breakdown, he does have a potential out in 2021. Okay, mm-hmm. where basically, if he gets cut, um, we save a couple million dollars. Here's where I think they're going to wind up going this year, because of the uncertainty with the salary cap. I think there's a good possibility that we're going to see a lot of guys in that middle tier free agency where maybe they have a name, but maybe they're not. Like Deshaun Jackson is a perfect example of that. He's a name, right? But is he really Deshaun Jackson anymore? Not so much, right? Where you're going to see a lot of guys being available where you're maybe seeing like these quote-unquote super teams happen for one-year short-term deals for all these guys to like gang up and try mm-hmm. to win a championship. I think the Lions are definitely going to embrace this dead cap hit this year and cut a lot of fat. Mm-hmm. Um I think that that's – I hate being in that situation because we were in that with Bob Quinn a lot. But I think they're kind of kind of just go, you know what? We're going to bite the bullet. We may have a lot of dead cap this year. But in 2022, 2023, 2024 is what we really make yeah. the move. So I personally think that Jesse James gets cut just based off the fact that he has been less than useless the entire time that he has been um, on this roster. Like – Oh my goodness! Let me, I think, let me I think he stays. I think he mossed that one guy that Good one time, Lord. and they were like, "Oh, he's awesome." Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if they cut him, yeah, if they cut him, he basically um, he he would be at four point two million against the cap. So they'd save around two two something basically yeah. if, if they kept him. I will. Or if they cut I'll, him, I'll I say, say keep him, but I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if they do, but man, he's just been so terrible yeah. since they got he's, here. He's uh, all right, offensive line. Okay. 
Um, some of these are going to be easy, others not so much. Yeah. Um, I'm going to save this first guy to the end. Taylor Decker, he just stays. signed an extension. Fine. Frank Ragnow stays. stays and probably gets an extension because yes. he's going to be this he is his, be yeah. Here. Or they pick up his fifth year option. Yeah, they, he better be here. Yeah, I like him. yeah. Joe Dahl, probably I think he's going to be staying. He's probably going to be a starter. Jonah Jackson, obviously. 100%. Um, Logan Stenberg, I'm just going to. I'm going to say him. yes because he will eventually. Well, he's a rookie too, so he's still on a rookie deal. He ain't making nothing. Yeah. Um, Evan Brown, he's a um, center. He's a free agent after this year. Russell Bodine and Dan Skipper. Uh, I like um, Bodine. Yeah, I think Bodine and Skipper both could potentially possibly be here. Yeah. Um, Tyrell Crosby. This is a hard one for me because he's on the end of his deal. This is last year on his deal. I think he makes the roster because, and uh, for a couple reasons, and I wouldn't be shocked if they even. At maybe after this year, gave him an extension because he's not great by any stretch of the imagination, but compared to Big V, who they can get out of after this season, I think that may be a way they go. Or they just draft right tackle in one of these years. Yeah, no, I will I'll say they keep Tyler Crosby because yeah. anytime they plug and play him, he's, been he, fine. he's fine. Yeah, like, exactly. He's not good, but he's fine. Last one, Big V. I think what you said, he's going to get that out. After yeah. this year, I think he. T- I think so. He I think he's. He, so I think uh, here's the thing. So if they cut him this year, he counts fourteen point six million dollars against the cap, no. which is rough. Yeah, don't do that. But if they cut him after net after this year, so in twenty twenty two, it's only a four million dollar cap. Yeah, perfect. So I think he's on the roster this year. I do too. And then I think they give him, him. They give him a chance to start. Yeah. And then and they go if you're and awful, then they, they go while you're bad. Why were you signed? And then he's cut. Yep. That's the one thing I'm gonna give Bob Bob Quinn a lot of credit. A lot of these deals he signed for shorter, you know, one two years. And you're like, okay, you're like we're taking a bit of a risk here, so there's an out for us to get out of these mm-hmm. if stuff hits the fan. All right, defensive line. Now this is gonna have so a lot of, of overhaul here. Yeah. Good lord. Okay, Trey Flowers. Stays. I think he's obviously still here. Nick Williams. I like Nick Williams. Okay, I think he stays. Okay. Um, I don't know if he stays, quite frankly. Um, I think that's one of those positions where I think we could see a ton of overhaul. Danny Shelton. Oh, wait, hold on. I got my guys mixed up. It's going to be really awkward. <laughs> so no, you think Nick Williams I think, cut? I think Nick Williams gets cut. I like uh, Danny, Danny Shelton. Shelton. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Julian Aguara is going to stay. Yes. He just was drafted. Deshaun Hand. I Is he on contract this year? He is on contract. I Next he year stays. he's a free agent. I think Next he stays this okay. year. He might not get re-signed, yeah. but I think he stays. Okay. Year. Austin Bryant, I think, stays. I think stays. Um, practice squad, maybe. Yeah. Kevin Strong, I think. I think he stays. I think, I think he, he stays played as well. well. John Penasini. I love him. Now, here's where I think the... the uh, <laughs> Yeah, I knew that was coming. Danny Shelton's interesting though because okay, he signed you know a two year deal, but technically they can cut him this year, and they're going to save four million dollars if they cut Danny Shelton. And I think Danny Shelton gets cut because a he's only got a one point two five million dollar dead cap hit, and also Penasini is going to play the Shelton role. I think. You know what? I'll agree with that. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's kind of I where hope, they would I go. I hope Aquinas fan gets to play more. I think so. Jay Sean Cornell, the defensive end out of Ohio State, he blew those Achilles, so he I think he'll yeah, be he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll have a shot. I don't know if he makes the roster, but I think he'll be with the Lions in some capacity. Yeah. And I think John Atkins is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Heath, I don't know who that is, but no, sure. No, Everson Griffin. He's gone. He's, he's going gone. To somewhere else. So, of all the other guys yeah. that we said, you can't. Yeah. We're not gonna have like sixty-five defensive linemen. Like, no, no. Well, I mean, he, he, here's he, the thing, right? So Flowers. I think Nick Williams potentially gets cut. I think Danny Shelton gets cut. 
Um, so that's two of them right there. But I think Kevin Strong and John Atkins, I think they fight for one spot. Yeah. Romeo Aquara. He definitely should stay. Yeah. He should definitely they, resign should, okay. him. Hundred percent. I love Romeo Aquara. Yeah, that's a that's a low key. The only problem, is, you know, it's how much is he going to want? I agree, and that's the problem because you already got a lot of money invested. I mean, you got nineteen million dollars this year alone invested in Trey Flowers. How much money are you going to have invested no, in the defensive? I hundred percent agree, but yeah. I think that if you have him, Flowers, Penasini, and maybe you draft a guy yeah. soon mm-hmm. within the yep. next two or years. Or sign a guy. Or right. sign a guy or whatever. Yep. I think you actually have a good defensive line there. Oh, yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm just, yeah. just throwing that out there. Yeah. just giving you the full picture. Yeah. That's going to be the one where it's like, I don't... I feel like that's a signing that Brad Holmes is going to make. I, I don't know. I feel like, honestly, and it's weird to say this, I feel like Aquara coming back is a higher probability than Galladay coming back. 100%. Which is weird because I don't know why I feel like that. But no, 100%. Yeah. I would not be shocked at all. Either that or Aquara is going to get paid stupid money and you're going to go, oh, there's no way. Like I, if he gets paid $15 million a year, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to resign him for no, that. No, I, like, I agree. Not... I don't think anyone looks at Aquara and goes, wow, there's our yeah. answer to a pass rush. Mm-hmm. So I think the Lions could resign him mm-hmm. and not have to kill ourselves that yeah potentially for sure all right let's go to the worst position group on the entire team the linebacker not even close it's god awful i'm actually okay i'll say it right now jokingly but actually kind of serious i'm okay getting rid of just about every single one but like one yeah uh luckily most of them are some of them free agents but okay okay. first one jamie collins he's the one i'm cool with keeping yeah pretty much and i think he's the only one that you can justify i'm gonna look at his numbers right now so yeah this year he's got a dead cap hit if they cut him this year he's due 11.6 million in dead cap they're not cutting but after this year he's only got a 2.3 so if they're gonna cut him it won't be until after this season and i think he plays good enough anyway so yeah He'll roll Correct. unless you draft someone else. And no, I think he's fine. Yeah. I think he's fine. he's fine. This one, though, is the number one guy I want to see gone, and it's Christian Jones. Yes. I want him cut. Goodbye. Immediately. I know he's got a dead cap hit at 2.1. I don't I'll, care. I'll, I'll take it. It's get him out of here. You're going to save 2.5. Yes. I want him gone. He's never done anything even remotely good. Mm-hmm. Get him out. Yes. Um, Jelani Tavai. Now, he's under contract until after 2022. <laughs> I know. I have a love-hate relationship with Tavai because I loved him like the year we drafted him. Mm-hmm. Not, not during the draft. No. I had no idea who he was. Yeah. But I loved him like that. They don't years. really save any money by keeping by cutting him. So I think he stays. I think He's he on stays. his rookie contract still. And I, I think, think they, they can find time. a like, if, Okay, if you got like a Micah Parsons where you yeah. can get like a Romer yeah. and a guy who can guard people, Tavai's actually not bad in the gaps yeah. and like in like tackling. Mm-hmm. He's just you just can't put him on Ezekiel Elliott and go guard him. Like it's awful. Yeah, that's true. So, like, if he's a run stopper linebacker and he's not in on third downs, I'm cool keeping him. But yeah. the, but Patricia used him for the wrong things. Yeah. Sorry, here my my phone my uh my spot track thing is kind of being stupid uh, at the moment. Hold on, give me one second. Um, Jared Davis, that's the next one though. I I would personally, for what I've heard from Dan Campbell, would it like Jared Davis. Yeah, I think because I think they would actually blitz Jared Davis, and that's what Jared I think Davis should do. Is Jared Davis is going to do? Is, is I think they should bring five like all the time and bring now. Them he's four. a free agent because they didn't pick up his option, yeah. so they will have to re-sign him. I do think that he does get. But re-signed. like, imagine if you bring four and then you bring Jared Davis off the edge, mm-hmm. and you have just a five-man rush like that. I think mm-hmm. that's a really good five-man rush. Yeah. Instead of just bringing three and dropping him into coverage again on Ezekiel Elliott, who he cannot guard. Or he doesn't know how to spy either, which frustrates <laughs> me to know it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, some of these other guys, I don't even know who these people are. Okay. Um, Sean Dion Hamilton, no idea. No, he did he sign like a future contract? Maybe, though? yeah. Robert McRae and Anthony Pittman. I think. No. Yeah, I don't. Probably none yeah. of those. Reggie Ragland's a free agent. Is he brought back? No. Jalen Reeves, maybe. I like. I, I'll keep him. Yeah, he's I kind of. I think he's a good special team guy. Yeah. I think he'd come there. Good special teams yeah. guy, and like if you need a plug and play for a game, I think he does fine for sure. All right, let's go to the secondary here. All Once right. again, this is pretty awful as well. Um, it's not as bad though. Desmond Trufant. Now he's. he's uh, can, can, can we cut him without like killing ourselves? Yeah, I think we can. Give me one second here. I think if they cut him, they save around six million dollars, and I think that's probably what they're going to wind up. I doing. will. Agree. He's got a dead cap of six million, um, but they save six point one. So I'm pretty sure they're going to cut him. I'll, I'll take a good cut with him because yeah. he was not good. Yeah, he was. He, he was hurt. I had such high hopes because I was like, okay. He just sits there. He can he can do his thing. Blah blah blah. And he was completely useless. Yes. Um, okay. So we've got him being cut. Justin Coleman. You want me to see his numbers here? Uh, yes. He's gonna make eleven million dollars this year in twenty twenty one. I think I'm okay keeping him though. If they cut him this year, they will say they it, it's a six million dollar dead cap hit, but they save four point nine. But this is like the potential out basically mm-hmm. of the deal here is twenty basically potential out twenty twenty one. It's a two year eighteen million dollar deal with a six million dollar cap hit. So if they cut him now, it's done. There's nothing. I think I think he plays well if he can just play the slot. Yeah. My my annoyance is they put him outside and he gets cooked by the, everyone. The problem outside. too I have is that like I don't even know if Justin Coleman can play because he's played in the crappy Patricia system this entire time. So it's like I don't even know exactly if, like, like what he can do or what he, he played can't well do. for like yeah. five games yeah, in the second year. Yeah, I don't and know. Outside of that, I've he's never weird seen to it. me. It's one of those things where it's like if they feel like they can upgrade else, if they can upgrade that position, I could see him getting cut. But, but I think I, I don't think he know. works well in the yeah. slot enough to right. like do stuff. Okuda, obviously. Yeah, um, Tracy Walker, he is going stay. to be a free agent after this year. So well, I think this is a prove it, mm-hmm. prove it year, and I think he is going to flourish. I, I was really disappointed with his season last year. I think he's even come out and says like I didn't play well. Um, but I still personally think that Tracy Walker has Pro Bowler written all over him, yes. and I just think he's here. Will Harris. Okay, I would love to cut him, but I once again I, he's another one of those things like I don't know if he can play. I don't yeah, know if he can play. I I, I he's been see, bad. So I see far. some spurts of good. Yeah, and I think that if he's not a lot of a cap hit, I think they keep him for like yeah. He's he's, he's still on his rookie deal. He ain't making nothing. He's yeah, making so, one point one. It does, it's not going to save them any money. Yeah, to cut so, him, I'm so I'm like I'm stays. like you might as well just keep him. Yeah, and he can and he like fills in. Agreed. Amani Awarie will stays. CJ Moore. I think he stays this year uh, just for special teams. Uh, yeah. For special fine. teams. Yeah. Um, Godwin Iwabuke. I don't even know who this dude nope. is. Uh, Jalen Elliott. You said that like I know who that is. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I got okay. <laughs> Deron Harmon. Uh, no, he's, he he's a free agent. I he's a free he, agent. I, yeah. don't I, don't think, I don't think they bring him back. I think, I think they either draft a safety in like the third round yep. or Will Harris just plays it. Yep. Uh, Daryl Roberts. Oh, see, this is the toughest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because it's like he, he filled played, in and he, he was filled like, in and he was like okay. At times, other times it was like woof. Yeah, um, I think he's. I think I think he's. I think if the money is right, I think they could bring him back. Yeah, I think if it's pretty low, I think they bring him back and they're like, listen, you're the fourth string guy. Just don't be awful if you come in. Yeah, kill a brew. I have a personal. I know, Robert. man. You have everything. He's <laughs> uh, great on special teams. Yeah, he's a really great. Special and I think team he will player. be cheap. Why does he play defensive back? 
They technically had him as a safety. He was drafted as a safety. Oh. Then they tried to move him to linebacker. He's, uh. The problem is, is that he's a special teams guy. Yeah. That's what he is. He was. He's um. never turned into that hybrid Dion Buchanan type role yeah. that they envisioned um, for him. I'm keeping him because okay. he's probably going to be So he gets re-signed. Tony McRae, another big special teams guy, blew out his leg. So uh, nah, see a ton I, out. I think we have enough special teams yeah. guys. So. Mike Ford. He's a restricted free agent, so they're going to have an opportunity to make an offer on him. I think uh, they keep him personally. They might but, keep but him, I don't but know. my facial reaction was, was like, not, no, yeah. so I'm going to say no. All right. Uh, kicker and punter. They signed this Matthew Wright kid, but I'm going to ignore him for now because I don't know. Matt Prater is a free agent, though. They bring him back or they uh, draft or they get a new kicker? Uh, I'm going to say they get a new kicker. All right. They get a new kicker. I wouldn't be shocked. Jack Fox, he's an under... He's, he's, he's uh, the GOAT. So yeah, he's, they need to be resigned for sure. Yeah, sign him to literally pay him like $45 million a year because he's their best player. There you go. That, oh, does uh, does the mule come back or they go a new long snapper? Oh, you got to keep him first until he retires. Yeah, that's true. I, you I, can pay him $45 million too because he's like <laughs> iconic. And that is it right there. There's a lot of... I think there's going to be a lot of turnover this year. Like I said, I think they're really going to embrace this dead cap hit. And just kind of go, you know what? Cap's weird this year anyway. Might as well just clean it out, get these young guys in, get some of the players we need to. I think they still make a splash of some sort. They sign a guy or two. Rico, cool, like to get the fan base a little excited. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it, they're going to be like in on it and a whole no. bunch of stuff. For, it's all going to really depend on how, what their salary cap situation looks like, honestly, and, and who's cut, who's available. Um, but this is the off, this off season is not the off season for the Detroit Lions. It's 2022, 2023, and 2024. Those are the years that you're going to really try to see what the vision of this roster is going to look like. So, as annoyed as I'm going to be watching the free agency ticker on Twitter the entire time, waiting to see what the hell they're going to do, and be extremely excited and nervous and disappointed at the end of it all. At the same time, you always have to remind yourself that because of where they're at. If you believe and trust the process a little bit here, it's not this year. It's it's evident by the Matthew Stafford trade is that it's coming in years two, three, mm-hmm. and four. So, nonetheless. All right, Mike, that's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, obviously, we're going to be talking Elimination Chamber. Maybe we do our first mock draft. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe just see where it's at. We'll do like an early tepid just to see where people are at. An um, early tepid? Like just like the just to kind of get a feel of the waters where everyone thinks the Lions are going to go at number seven because I'm guessing it's probably a crapshoot. People got us going from everywhere from quarterback to wide receiver to linebacker to defensive end to. I got my short list of seven people that should be there. There you go. Exactly. So we'll we'll go through that probably next week as well. Um, We'll probably be talking about Michigan basketball potentially, depending on the outcome of this game as well. Is Jawan Howard Coach of the Year? We think so. We'll probably tell you why next week as well. So lots of good stuff coming your way next week. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Well Man, I might as well stop saying his name because he's not even here anymore, that slacker. (laughs) He's the Merc Zone on the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.